0: Well good evening folks, great to be with you all once again as we bring a conclusion to our studies on uh, Greek words for sin and this is the last and the seventh and the last uh the seventh and the last session on uh, seven Greek words for sin so um it's been a pretty interesting study so far. So the word tonight, the Greek word is anomia, A-N-O-M-I-A, anomia. And it means contempt and violation of the law, that is God's law. It means iniquity and it means wickedness. And the text that we have uh, comes from Titus chapter 2, uh, verse 14, and it says, Who gave himself for us, this is Jesus, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a a peculiar people zealous of good works. So this is from the King James Version, and I want to read it also. Let me open up um, my NIV. Uh, where are we? Titus, and the NIV puts it slightly differently. The NIV says, where are we? Verse 14, um, Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify himself a people that are his very own eager to do what is good. So both versions use the word redeem. The King James Version says iniquity. Uh, The NIV says wickedness. They both say purify. And the King James says unto himself a a peculiar people. And the NIV says um, to purify for himself a people that are his very own. So a peculiar people or people Dear, what did I do? Stepped on a cable. All good. A a peculiar people or a people that are his very own. So, who do you belong to? You say you belong to Jesus, then he's the owner of you. He owns you because you have given yourself To him. He owned you. So, willfully breaking God's written rules is a condition of sin without law. We were not ignorant of God's law because of our salvation, or we are not ignorant of God's law because of our salvation. We're talking here about the violation of the law and the betrayal of all that Christ has done in the work of our redemption. I'm going to make an adjustment to this camera and bring it a bit lower. That's better. Okay. You got me online there, have you? Cool. Alrighty, so there are some important key words in this passage. Bible fell off the desk. I'm having a bad run, aren't I? Stepped on a cable, adjusted the screen, Bible falls off the desk. Oh dear. Alrighty, (laughs) let's give it another go. Oh Lord. Help us to go well and to go smooth. And we pray that we have no internet issues. Amen. righty, right, let's refocus. Let me get back to the intro. There are some important and key words in this passage for us to look at and for us to understand. Redeem, wickedness, purify and his very own people. So this is quite interesting. Now, redeem means to buy back. To buy back, so that means you own something, and you buy it back. Now, there's a little story. Yep, you may have heard it. I heard this one in Sunday school many years ago. Now, a little story about a boy who who saw a boat, a small boat, in a shop window, and then he went. He he, he really wanted to buy that boat. So he saved and saved, and he did lots of jobs, cut the grass, wash the car, you know, clean the windows, help mum, help dad. And eventually he saved up enough money, and he went into the shop and he bought that boat, and he loved it so much. Anyway, one day, he's down in the river, and he put his boat in, and it was sailing so beautifully. And then a wind came and took the boat far, 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 far away. And he could not get that boat and it left. And he lost. It was gone. He went home and he cried and cried and cried. He was so sad. So sad. He'd saved all that money. And the very thing that he loved so much that uh, he saved for was just taken away by the wind. So sad. Anyway, a few months later, he was down the street. and He walked past the pawn shop. He saw his boat in the window for sale. Oh! <gasps> He went in and he talked to this man at the counter. He said, you've got my boat. You've got my boat. Can I have it back, please? And the man said, but it's my boat. Someone bought it into my shop and I paid money for it. And if you want that boat, you'll have, to, you'll have to pay money for it. But the boy said, I've already paid for it. I bought it from a different shop and I was sailing it one day and the wind took it away. It's my boat. It's my boat. The man shook his head. He said, I'm sorry, lad. He said, it's my boat. I paid for that. Someone bought it to my shop. If you want that boat, you'll have to pay for it. So do you know what the boy did? He put on a deposit. He said, you hold that for me. He said, I'm going to go to work and earn that money. And he went to work for his mum and his dad and and did jobs for weeks and weeks and he saved up enough money and he went back to that pawn shop and he bought the boat. You see, he redeemed it. He redeemed that. It was already his. It already belonged to him. It already belonged to him. And then he had to buy it back at a price. And you know, that's the same story as Jesus. We once belonged to Jesus. Before the fall, in the garden, after creation. God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. We were his. We sinned. We were taken away by sin and the lust of sin. And we'd left God. God can no longer visit that garden. Or visit the planet, for that matter of fact. But God had a plan. He sent his son, Jesus, to die in our place. And through that very act, we were brought back again. We were redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. That's what redemption is about. It's about God having to pay the price of his son, so that we can be brought back to him mm. who created us and belonged to us before satanic sin took us away. It's what To redeem means to buy back. So the four words here, redeem, wickedness, purify, and his very own people. So let's look, redeem means to buy back. Wickedness in this passage represents our sin. And this word that we're talking about, anomia, 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 okay, which is translated as wickedness. Or what do we say? Um, Willfully breaking God's rules. That's wicked, isn't it? Um, The condition of sin without law. That's wicked, isn't it? So wickedness is our sin. Purify means to remove sin and his very own people special or set apart. So let me read the passage again out of this NIV. And it says, verse Titus 2.14, Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness, and to purify for himself a people that are his very own eager to do what is good. Are you eager to do what is good? Amen, brother. Amen, sister. That's what we're about. When we break God's law deliberately, deliberately, I'm talking about breaking God's law deliberately, and with the knowledge that Jesus is, sacrificed his own life for us and without a repentant heart, we are in big trouble if the grace of God is not available to us. The grace of God is here to save all of mankind. It allows us to renounce worldly passions and it allows us to live a life of integrity, ladies and gentlemen, a life of integrity, a life of goodness in this present world. It's not so good, is it? The present world I'm talking about. COVID, lockdowns, all over the planet. Everybody's suffering. If this world needs God more than ever, it needs it now and it's up to us to spread the message. That's a sermon for another time. but the reason God has given us grace is for us to express. Now listen, the reason God has given us grace is for us to express. this is the fruit of the spirit it's coming five, four, three, two, one. self-control. Okay. The reason God has given us grace is for us to exer- exercise self-control of our lives from a godly and a biblical perspective. Let me talk about iniquity. I n i q i t y. Iniquity. The first book of John states that Whoever commits sin transgresses the law. Helen, could I have a bottle of water, please? I'm so dry. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Oh, you're an angel. Ooh, without wings. Passion for it. The first book of John states who no just leave that please the first book of john states that whoever commits sin transgresses the law for sin is the transgressor of the law in the book of hebrews we're told that if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth then we are in trouble The translated Greek says sin is the transgression of the law. And we find this word, this Greek word anomia or anomia, which means an illegality. I can't even say it. Illegal. Illegal. Illegalatory. Something that is opposed to the law. The New Testament is full of references to the law and even today we're being told that the law has been nailed to the cross and has no place in the church. In the book of Matthew we find a forwarding sorry a forewarning in the back of book, uh, in the book of Matthew we find a forewarning issued directly by Christ and Christ says not everyone that says to me Lord Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven now listen to this not everyone that says to me Lord Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that does the will of my father which is in heaven many will say unto me on that day Lord Lord we have we not prophesied in your name and in your name we've cast out devils and in your name we've done many wonderful works and then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that do the work of iniquity. That's sin. Anomia. Now, let's take a look, a look at this word iniquity. Depart from me, you that do the work of iniquity. In the English translation of the Greek word anomia, the name is the same is used in the book of First John, which defines sin as a transgression of the law. That's breaking the law, deliberately transgression, deliberately breaking the law. Okay, sin is anemia. Sin is the transgression of the law. So who are the many that Jesus will turn away? Here we are told that in his name, yes, number one, they will prophesy. We're told that in his name they will, two, Cast out devils. We're told that in his name, number three, that they will do many wonderful works. Okay, they prophesy, they cast out devils, they do many wonderful works. There's only one group of people who do wonderful things in the name of Jesus. People who call themselves Christians. There is no way to avoid the fact that Jesus what Jesus said was those who practice sin through the transgression of his laws even though they do wonderful things in his name they will be told they must depart from him. Now that's a tough word. That's a stern word. It's not my word. I'm just the messenger. Okay? Don't shoot me. There's no way to avoid the fact that what Jesus said Was those who practice sin through transgression of his laws, even though they do wonderful things in his name, they will be told they must depart from him. Are you a good Christian? Are you a good pastor? Are you a good teacher or prophet or whatever? And you do all these wonderful things? But you're transgressing the law. You're breaking the law. You're breaking God's law. You're breaking God's heart. You might do all those things. But will you hear the words? Depart from me. I never knew you. But I'm a Christian. Depart from me. I never knew you. But I did all these things. Depart from me, I never knew. But I prophesied in your name. Depart from me, I never knew. But I cast out devils. Depart from me, I never knew. But we did many, many wonderful things. Great worship, great church. I was a keyboard player and played the guitar and the drums and I led worship. Depart from me, I never knew you. You transgressed. You deliberately committed sin when you knew better. Go to hell. Do you want to hear those words? It's a tough message. We need to smarten up as Christians and not take God for granted. And if we call ourselves followers of Christ, then follow Christ. If we call ourselves doers of the word, then do the word. There's no way to avoid this. Not only must the transgressors depart from him, but he will say he never knew them. That's something that everyone calling him Lord should very, very, very carefully consider. Not only will he say depart from me, he will say I never knew you. Titus 2, 11 to 15 explains the grace of God as something which encourages believers towards right thinking and right behavior. And Titus chapter 1 gives instructions for proper behavior of church members. So there's no excuse. And here in in Titus 2, God's grace is shown as the foundation of where traits or qualities such as self-control, respect and godliness are built. Right here in chapter 2, Paul also encourages Titus to teach these ideas boldly and with authority. The verse continues to comment, on the work of Jesus Christ, referring to him as the one who sacrificed himself on our our behalf. This is a reference to the death of Jesus on the cross, offering his life as a sacrifice for sin. And the purpose of his sacrifice was in two parts, according to this verse. The first is to rescue believers from sin or lawlessness. And secondly, the death of Jesus is able to cleanse or purify or meaning to free from sin and its consequences. Are you liking this message? Or have you turned off already? Get it into your spirits, people. Because God's fussy who he lets through the door or the gate. We're cleansed for his sake, not so much for our sake. We are cleansed so that we can serve God. Okay? Without the cleansing, we can't serve God. And not just for personal. fulfillment or for personal improvement, but believers are a people. We are a people. We read that in verse 14. We are a people or we are a kingdom for what? For his very own possession. As children of God, we are both family and citizens of the new kingdom. Because we have been freed from sin and its power, we have a zeal or a passion, folks, to do good works. This reflects Ephesians two eight and nine, which speaks of salvation being by grace through faith, apart from works. Ephesians eight ten, that's not right. There's only six chapters in Ephesians. I made a typo. But Ephesians also says that we are created by Jesus for good works. It could be Ephesians 2, 8 through to 10. I think I've made a typo there. Okay, let me finish up, folks. Here's a bit of an application for you. The whole deal about this word anomia is, Is not so much about being disobedient to law, but it's about being disobedient when, as a Christian, we should know better. Okay, Jesus gave himself for us, and this great sacrifice and great mercy that God has showed upon us is the glue, the glue, the super glue, the supernatural glue, if you like, that holds us together. And the sin that we commit is abusing this great merciful sacrifice that Jesus made, resulting in his own death. Remember, we talked about redemption. And how we were brought back. (coughs) The message, ladies and gentlemen, in this passage is clear. (coughs) We all have... (coughs) Excuse me. We all have a free choice whether we want to sin or not. Titus 2.14 stresses that we should not sin because we as believers are in the know. We are in the know about Christ's work on the cross. We have knowledge of Christ's work on the cross. This means that we're without excuse and we deserve, if we're disobedient, we deserve the full weight of the law. And complete punishment. God sees us as special people and is able to pull us out of the gutter by way of his grace. Let me finish up with this last paragraph, folks. For us, the words are to act responsibly. Act responsibly. We all go through trials. We all go through hard times. We all experience stress. We all suffer from anxiety. We're not alone. It's not new. All those things are there. They're real. They exist. But don't allow the way that you feel about yourself or a situation to cause you to drift from God. I'm going to say that again. Don't allow what you feel about a situation to cause you to drift away From God. We need to even out the ups and downs of our life. And no matter what you're going through, folks, no matter what you're going through, keep the relationship strong. Be encouraged, folks. Stay strong and stay faithful no matter what. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we'll give you thanks for this word tonight in Titus. This verse in Titus that Lord means so much to us. It's really the nuts and bolts of Christianity. It's the do's and don'ts of Christianity. And Father, we pray that we will hear those words. Welcome and well done, good and faithful servant. Father, we bless your name. We praise you for who you are, what you have done the redemption that Jesus bought us back at the cost of his own life. Lord, we're so thankful and so grateful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app, and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.